Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. So right now we're in the midst of Advent, and one of the things is is that there's a huge buildup to Christmas, and this year we actually have a longer Advent than normal. We actually have the four full weeks. So what I think is really important is for us to really pause, kind of as the church does with its O antiphons, and I wanted to pause and give my gift to my community out there the gift of a evening of reflection. So I'm going to be doing this on Sunday, December 18th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And what we're going to do is that we're going to be seeking to encounter Christ and prayerfully grow in surrender, in trust. And we're going to use three tools, Video Divina, the Litany of Trust, and one of my favorites, the Litany of Surrender. So if you're interested in that, it's going to be about an hour and a half, and it's going to be an opportunity for us to become quiet, to be reflective, and to really prepare our hearts as we're leading up into what tends to be one of the busiest weeks leading up to Christmas, but to really fill you up with His grace so that you can go through that last week with an intentionality so that when you get to Christmas, you're not harried, you're not overwhelmed, but rather you're ready to truly rejoice and spend time before the manger. So again, that Advent evening of reflection, Sunday, December 18th, you can go to the website, say yes to holiness.com, and you can register there. There's a link right on the homepage, say yes to holiness.com. And I hope to see you there. everyone, and welcome to episode 151 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and I just had such a wonderful time with this podcast. It was a one-on-one conversation with Jessica Thornton of Catholic Ventures, and she is the content editor who is in charge of this new Catholic Children's Book subscription box. And if you looked at the, the title of the episode, it is Lions and Lambs and Ducklings, Oh My!, And that comes from, for those of us, and I'm dating myself a little bit, but the Wizard of Oz continues to live on in our culture. And it's from, you know, that whole scene of where it's like, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, ah! (laughs) So that just came to mind because Jessica and I were talking about all sorts of great stories that we need to share with our children, that we need to share with our young people so that they too can have like little funny moments like right now. No, seriously. So they are able to continue to grow and to become who God created them to be because all great story 
is an echo of the story, the story of God and his love for us, God and his care for us. And the reference to lions and lambs and ducklings, oh my, is the three different subscription levels for different ages that they have set up with the children's book subscription box. And what they're trying to do is help families be able to pass down the faith through good stories. And I know for myself, that one of the greatest joys that I had uh, with our youngest in particular was reading aloud books. And in a particular way, because he was growing up when they were coming out, us reading aloud the Harry Potter books and having the conversations that were associated. So all those concerns for those who went, oh my gosh, Harry Potter, Um, you know, we were able to have those conversations about what is truly good and what is not and being able to identify evil and being able to, you know, have the conversations about why we don't mess with evil. Um, and, uh, which are all those, you know, concerns that, and, and I respect anyone out there who's like, no, I don't want my kid to even be exposed to it. But my parenting style, if you haven't figured out, tends to be more about, Hey, Let's address it and then let's talk about it and then let me be able to help guide you and help you be able to determine when you run into those things on your own, I'm talking about for for my kids, then you'll be able to make a good decision. Um, So that's why we would read whatever it was that he was interested in and we would read it together. And that's one of the greatest things about the Lion and Lamb Uh, children's book subscription box that Jessica and I talked about. But anyway, enough of that. Jessica is awesome. And you're just going to have a wonderful time listening to our conversation as we delve into what it is that makes good story, why it is that they're doing this, and how you can get involved. So without further ado, apologize for the longer introduction than usual. I was gushing. I was fangirling. Uh, But without further ado, Enjoy, and I'll see you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and today I have a wonderful guest with me, and I'm really excited to introduce you to her and also for her to share with you an initiative that she is a part of that I think has been a long time coming and is really needed in our society right now, but particularly within our Catholic communities in order for us to truly be given the chance to know more about God, but in a particular way for us to grow as families together and become more holy. So Jessica Thornton, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Christine. I'm really happy to be here today. Awesome. So where where are you dialing in from? (laughs) Dallas, Texas, and it's absolutely beautiful here. (laughs) Oh, well, wonderful. Well, um, just kind of, uh, it was interesting. I was uh, reading your bio that you have uh, on your website um, and it talks about a girl who loves books and I'm looking behind you and I'm seeing tons of books. Um, (laughs) So uh, what what has been some of your favorites that have been instrumental for you on your journey? Um, 
I was about 10 years old and I met my great uncle Jack for the very first time, probably the only time. And I remember he came and he brought me a very thick copy of Little Women and I fell in love. Um, I loved books growing up. My first job when I turned 16 was at my local library shelving books. Um, I later went on to become a librarian. I've also taught first grade. I've homeschooled. Um, I just love story and I am passionate about children's literature. Mm -hmm. I think I prefer to read children's literature. I think it's better written than adult literature <laughs> in most cases. <laughs> oh, definitely. I would definitely agree on that. I'm a huge fan as well. Um, so, you know, you made mention that you've been a first grade teacher and that you, you know, worked in a public library starting out and different things. So how is it that you got to be where you are uh, and what you're doing today? Well, this is pretty much my dream job. Um, I get, so when I did work in the public library system, I, I did have uh, purchasing power. So I get to spend the state's money on my collections and I had um, youth paperbacks or puzzles or puppets or one year I had fire safety um, and that was like my dream job to shop with other people's money for children's books. And now I get to do the same thing, but from a Catholic point of view, which is my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other part of uh, that is that the public library system, I don't, I'm sure you've noticed is, has changed a lot over the last three decades and maybe it's not as welcoming to a Catholic worldview or is sensitive to what we're looking for to feed our families as far as literature goes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you've kind of alluded to it, um, but what is it that you are doing now? What, you know, what exactly is it? You, you obviously get to go buy books. for. for I get people. to buy books. Um, there you go. I am the content manager for the Lion and Lamb subscription box, which is uh, kids book subscription box. And there are secular kids book subscription box, but lion and lamb is specifically for the Catholic child in a Catholic family. And that doesn't mean that every book in the box is from a Catholic publisher or even a Catholic author, but they will all mesh with our Catholic sensitivities, our worldview. There won't be anything, um, anything promoting any idea contrary to our faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's absolutely beautiful. It brings up the question, which I think many parents struggle with, which is how do I discern what is appropriate and what is not, you know, for my child to read in order to, you know, as you said, help support a Catholic worldview. Um, what are some of the questions or some of the, uh, discern discern discernment process that you use in order to select books? So, um, I feel like in general, a uh, good plot will probably have sin in it. I mean, just think of the story mm -hmm. of George Washington chopping down the cherry tree. Sin is committed, but it's really the idea of how is it treated? And kind of my, um, my mantra is, is it about good people doing good things or people trying to be good? Like mm -hmm. if it's one of those two things, I feel like it really fits. And it also can't promote, um, drug culture or um, alternative lifestyles, anything that's going to be offensive to a Catholic family, traditional Catholic family values. Mm -hmm. So uh, so basically, 
you're going to have to read everything your kid wants to read, or you're going to have to go to somebody who's truly trusted. And oh, I forgot to mention for 10 years, I blogged book reviews of secular books for Catholic parents Mm -hmm. so that you could see kind of like a common sense media for books. Um, And then there are some really wonderful books out there that are being published in the secular world. It's just harder to find them. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I read a lot. And I read a lot of kids' books. In fact, my daughter just started a series and I'm like, oh, you can't read the next one until I read it first because mm-hmm. that's how we are in my family. Uh, well, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and that was something where, uh, so not not to delve into what potentially, particularly since you're in, in Texas, could be, uh, you know, landmine territory. But back when the Harry Potter books were first being brought out, you know, I still remember the huge uproar of, you know, do you let your kids read them and right. evil, et cetera. And, you know, and for me, you know, the first thing I did was exactly as you said, I read the books. And one of the things that drew me to them was that reality that you just spoke to, which is people trying to be good and to do good things. Um, and the other part was, is that you cannot read, for example, the Harry Potter series without seeing all the imagery, Christian imagery that is throughout. Right. I mean, in the first book, I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you cannot read the scene that goes on with Harry in the Forbidden Forest coming upon whatever it is that is, you know, drinking the blood of the unicorn, Mm -hmm. and hearing Ferenz the centaur telling Harry about it, and you don't go, oh my gosh, I'm reading from Corinthians and something wrong. Right. But, but, but that all being said, um, I think it's wonderful that there's someone like yourself who's out there who can take the time and be that trusted advisor for a parent and say, hey, I've read these and I can tell you, I can assure you that you're not going to find anything in this box that you know is going to help your child or I should say would point your child someplace other than what is good and true and beautiful. Exactly. That's good, true, and beautiful. That's what we're going for here. Oh, awesome. So. Um, how is this tied into this book subscription tied in with Catholic Ventures and Catholic.store? Catholic.store. So Catholic.store is where you will go to subscribe to the Lion and Lamb book box. Ah, Um, And this is just one piece of that company and Catholic.store is another piece of Catholic Ventures. There's also Catholic.church. I'm pretty sure every parish has a website on Catholic.church. And then there's Catholic.health. So there's lots of pieces of the pie there, but um, I'm solely concerned with Lion and Lamb, which is um, the book box, which is the Mm -hmm. Catholic subscription kids book box. Comes out four times a year and they chose the dates. They kind of bent the seasons toward the liturgical calendar. So uh, Mm. the first box of the year comes out in February, which is right in time for Lent and Easter. A box comes out in May, which is Mother's Day, Mary, our mother. June is the Sacred Heart leading into summer, which is just a whole parade of marvelous saints days then Mm -hmm. august back to school fall it's not exactly a liturgical season Mm -hmm. but then the final box of the year comes out just in time for advent Mm -hmm. and it's an advent christmas box as well so um ideally there are going to be some books that are seasonally appropriate to the time period that the box is received Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome because that really helps then being able to enter more fully as a family into that liturgical season. Exactly. Uh, right. 
Um, oh, so, so go, ahead. go ahead. I was no. just going to talk about the box a little bit, um, which mm -hmm. I wish I had one with me. It's like a really cute pizza box and you open it up and inside the box, you're going to have your books, but you're also going to have um, stickers. They have these vinyl stickers and this creator graphic designers creating these awesome stickers. My kids have them on their water bottles. They've gotten our lady of Guadalupe. They've gotten an image of a lion and lamb and a cross kind of like religious imagery for the pop culture water bottle sticker mm -hmm. trend. And then also discussion questions. So every book comes with a little card with discussion questions so that um, as a parent, it kind of helps you eke out the Catholic themes in the book. And maybe for the older box, older boxes, the kids that are older, you might not have time to read the four or five novels that come in the box. So you could just read the discussion questions and have a hint of what's going on and maybe quiz your kid and find out if they actually read it or not. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, when, before we jumped on, you said that there were different age levels. Right. Um, so could you share so, about that? Absolutely. So the youngest level is zero to four, which is duckling. Um, I'm trying to see, I have some books here. I have a couple examples. So it might not this came out in the Christmas box. It's not the exact, I think it's not a padded board box, uh, board book in the box, but it's a board book. And so this is a Christmas book. It's got Christian themes, but it's also about animals and it's appropriate for a baby or toddler to sit on a lap. It's short. There's not a lot of words on the page. It's engaging enough for a parent to read it a thousand times and not want to burn it. Um, so that's an example of a duckling book. So they're designed to be read out loud. They're storybooks for, for lap children. Then the next level is lamb, which is five to eight. So you have an emergent reader there, someone who is learning to read on their own. It's going to be a longer picture book. It's going to be more text heavy, more plot driven. And then some of the books in that box might also be early chapter books for the independent reader. Um, I have a daughter who's eight. She could definitely read a chapter book, but I've had other children who at the age of eight were not there yet. So there is a little bit of a variety in the lamb box. Again, those books are perfect to read out loud and especially the chapter books, perfect for bedtime, chapter night. It's wonderful. Then the lion box is, well, they say nine to 12, but I'm really encouraging nine and up because we have had a lot of feedback about some of the books in the lion box appeal to all ages. Adults have really enjoyed some of the books that come out in that box. And as I said before, I, I find children's literature more interesting and more fun. So, um, so here's an example of something that came out in the Christmas box. It's Little Lord Fauntleroy, but I don't know if you can tell, it's been reprinted with kind of a trendy, cool, modern right. cover. And even the font has more space than one of the original mm -hmm. um, texts. So uh, I also am a parent of a, my son has dyslexia. So I'm really aware of like white space on the page, margins, fonts, what can a child read easily? And what is not going to, sometimes the kid opens a book and if the text is so close together, they don't want to read that. Mm -hmm. It's just, it makes your eyes weary. So we're really aware of everything from the font to the binding, to the content, trying to pick the best books for your child. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So um, on a practical uh, level, um, say, you know, you were saying about your daughter, you know, uh, being able to read some chapter books and independent mm -hmm. reading and stuff. If, if you find that your seven-year-old is more capable as a reader and they're not really being challenged, you know, with, you know, the, the lamb, you know, subscription, are you able to bump them up or bump them down? Oh, totally. Totally. You can absolutely do that. But um 
I would caution parents for um, when you bump a child up, the reading level increases, but also the content increases. There are books in the lion box that are going to deal with tragedy, loss of a parent, um, heavier themes than you would find in a typical lamb box. And honestly, you know your child best. I can't say what your child is emotionally ready for in literature as well as you are. Some, I know that as a child, I was terrified of the movie Wizard of Oz. My children think it's the silliest thing on earth. Um, it really depends on the child, but absolutely you are able to tweak those age ranges to your, we're not gonna check anyone's ID to see who's getting which box. Exactly. Oh, I, I can totally identify with every, you know, child is different. So like our youngest, you know, son, I mean, couldn't go near the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, right. Because yeah. it was, it would just, you know, and it wasn't the the violence, it was the depiction of the orcs and the evil. Yeah. As a child, my parents tried to read The Hobbit to me many times. And I would just like, they get to the trolls. I'm like, I'm done. I cannot know. And right. now, my kids have all seen the Lord of the Rings and think it's totally, I don't know. I was more sensitive than they were, but like you said, every child's different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, what is the hope um, for uh, Catholic Ventures and, and the Lion and Lamb moving forward? So um, we really want to put good quality books that don't offend your Catholic values in the hands of your kids. And we wanna promote literacy, everything that goes in the box, the stickers, the discussion questions. We've had conversations about future things, uh, add-ons that we might put in the box, saint coloring pages or bookmarks to cut out and color, or maybe even easy recipes that go along with the liturgical themes of the box. But it's really just about promoting a love of reading. We want to foster a love of reading in your family and we wanna make it easy for you to find quality books. But we also are aware that many Catholic families have very similar libraries. Um, I own Little House on the Prairie. I own the Chronicles of Narnia. And I assume most people who subscribe to Lion and Lamb already own those books. So I'm not going to put those books in the Lion and Lamb subscription box. My goal is to find a, something a little off the beaten track, something you probably haven't heard of or haven't invested in yet that is worthy of shelf space in your home as uh, an heirloom that you can pass on to generations, but nothing as mainstream as Chronicles of Narnia. Like it's gonna be something a little more obscure, a hidden gem. Mm, awesome. What What is uh, one of the hidden gems that, that you've been so thrilled that you were able to find and include in a recent box? Okay, so like this book, I had never read this one, and I'm very familiar with this author, Frances Hodgson Burnett. As a child, I read The Secret Garden and The Little Princess many, many times and seen the movie versions, but I had never read this book. And when I saw it reprinted with this with this really fun new cover, I read it and it was it was amazing. It is a very virtuous story. It's not incredibly archaic language. I have run into some older books where it's a bit of a struggle to read something that's um, sometimes older books have the language or they'll type out colloquial speech. It's, it's more difficult to read. But this book, uh, The Little Lord Fauntleroy, I thought it was wonderful. And this is something I had never read before. And I hope everybody enjoys it and loves it. And I really like the new cover and the new layout. So that was one. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Oh, uh, there's a box that has um, a book from the 1970s, a Caldecott winning book award winner. So it won an award for pictures and it's going in the lion box. It is 
technically a picture book, but it is about architecture, specifically church architecture. And this book was written in the 1970s. So I'm going to guess that most people don't have it on their shelves. And I don't know that you can get it at Barnes and Noble today, but this is a wonderful book about church architecture that I think will really appeal to children in that nine and up age group. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. I want to get my own subscription because I'm just like you. I love reading children's literature. So I might get a subscription for our grandson and then, you know, get a subscription for me for the nine and up uh, category. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, so um, one of the things that I wanted to ask about is uh, sound, as you said, this has been like your dream job. Um, but what have you found to be uh, challenging, you know, most challenging for you um, in regards to your spiritual journey with the work that you do? Um, humility. Uh, it takes a lot of humility. Um, I'm not my own boss. And uh, uh, everything I choose gets uh, vetted by a whole board of people. And I have I have to learn not to take it personally when they don't agree with some of my book choices, or maybe they want to tweak my discussion questions in an area that I hadn't thought of before. So it takes a little bit of humility and um, a whole lot of tact because like I said, I'm part of a team and just really um, reliant on other people to make sure that the books get ordered and put in on time and the boxes get assembled. And there's a lot of um, other people working on this project as well. I just get to do the fun part. Mm -hmm. I get to pick the titles and then other people are responsible for the actual, like filling the boxes and printing it or margins on the discussion question cards, things like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. No, it sounds like uh, I would enjoy your job as well. Um, and uh, so on, on your own journey to becoming a saint, what has been one idea or habit or practice that's been key for you in order to continue to strive to grow in holiness? Um, are you familiar with the surrender novena? I am. Absolutely. So the, a priest yes. gave me the surrender novena in confession and told me for my penance just to read it through once, not to do it 10 times, mm -hmm. whatever the nine days it is. Um, and I just that novena, I feel like God is speaking to me personally. And I have since then experienced that when I do surrender, especially the big decisions in my life to his will, his will, the outcomes are so much better when I surrender my will. And it's, um, it's been pretty amazing. Uh, we lived in Chicago for 22 years and events occurred that we had to move to Denver. I was not happy with that move at all surrendered it. It ended up being a wonderful move. And we made so many friends. We had such a wonderful time there. Then more events transpired in a chapter of our lives where we moved to Texas. Again, surrender it to God. I knew it was going to be wonderful. It turned out wonderful the last time. It's wonderful now. Uh, we are so happy here in Texas. And I just, once it's like, let go and let God, he really does do it better than I do. I mean, his timing isn't always what I want, but he does do it better. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, so, so very true. I think one of the little things that I absolutely love about uh, the Surrender Novena also is, you know, the fact that the author, you know, Father Dulindo Ortolo, um, that Padre Pio actually referred to him as the saint. You know, why are wow. you coming to me? Go and visit, you know, <laughs> he, he's right. much more holy than I am. 
and so many people um, are not aware, but I, I love the fact uh, that the Surrender Novena has, has become more popular, um, right. and it really has been instrumental in my own life as well, so always beautiful to hear, hear about that. I order packs of the cards from Catholic.store, and I put them in greeting cards. I pass them out all the time. Anytime someone tells me they have a problem here, you need to say the Surrender Novena, and I love the imagery in it. There's one day you read about um, Jesus carrying you in his arms across a turbulent river and imaginative prayer really resonates with me. And I can be that child in Christ's arms. He really was carrying me through troubled times. And it gives me so much peace when I say that. Mm, beautiful. Well, if uh, anyone out there who's listening hasn't already found the Surrender Nuvina, or if you, even if you found it and you haven't done it in a while, I invite you definitely pull it out and, uh, and experience the graces that come from it. So this is a loaded question, I know, especially for a bibliophile like yourself. So what's your favorite book or books? I won't, I won't, I'll let you have three. How's that? <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Three favorite books, like my desert island books. There you go. Like if I want lived on a desert island, what would I want to read over and over again? I'd have to say uh, ever since high school, when we read A Tale of Two Cities, mm. that is one of, um, I love Charles Dickens, but A Tale of Two Cities isn't just an English book. It's also set in France at the time of the French Revolution and the streets are running with blood and there are some incredibly heroic people, unlikely heroes in that book who are self-sacrificing and making the ultimate sacrifice, um, kind of a Maximilian Colby type situation happening in that book. But that book has always stayed with me as like a book I can reread over and over and over again. And I always mean to commit to memory that first pair paragraph um it was the best of times it was the worst of times and there was a king on this throne and queen on that throne and, and it's it starts out almost poetic and it's it's a wonderful story so definitely a tale of two cities would have to go with me um one book that uh it's a small it's a short series of books that i really love that i don't know if we'll be able to get for the lion and lamb box is the wing feather saga and I think it's four books and it's relatively new. Everyone I tell about this uh, series, I explain that uh, I believe this is the Narnia of our time. Mm -hmm. And it is another story of a uh, family with young children um, discovering that they are exiled from their homeland and that they are the royal family and how one son is going to inherit the throne. One son is charged with being the guardian of his brother. And a daughter has her own role in the kingdom of what her duties are and how it all works together. It's a wonderful series. It's by Andrew Peterson. And um, I know he's Christian. I think he's evangelical, but I'm not sure. But that book, uh, that series of books has really great heroes and the heroes are children, which is a wonderful thing, as well as adults. There's a grandfather, there's a mother, there are some really terrific characters. I believe they've been working on making it into an animated series that's only available on YouTube. But if you mm -hmm. could read, I mean, Christina, I think you would really enjoy the Wing Feather Saga if you haven't read it yet. So mm -hmm. I, that's my, that would be my second book. And then my third one was um, an adult novel that was published last year called the incredible Winston Brown. And it, when I say a good book about good people trying to do good things, that book hits the mark on all of those things. 
The Incredible Winston Brown is by Sean Dietrich, who is also known as Sean of the South. He is a contemporary author. He's Christian. Again, I don't know. He is Protestant. I'm not sure what denomination he is, but it's about a sheriff of a small town in Florida. He is a bachelor and he is kind of the father figure of the whole town. And he finds out he has terminal cancer. So he starts taking care of his affairs without letting anyone in the town know that he's dying. And it's a really beautiful story of his family, which is everybody in the town and, and what he does for them and how they respond to him. I thought that was the best book I read last year. And this year, I don't think I've read anything better. So I have to say it's the best book I've read in the last two years, but I, I tell everyone about that book as well. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely love good book recommendations. And uh, I'll add them to my Christmas list because my husband's always looking for books to get me. So, uh, so that's awesome. I'm always asking for more shelves myself. I just need more shelves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can so identify uh, when we moved out to, to Fort Payne from Huntsville. We had a, a dear friend. Um, her husband is a gifted carpenter and he created bookshelves for what we now call the manor room room. Oh, um, that's wonderful. Bookshelves all the way around and they're full and it, we're, we're like, oh my oh gosh. God. Yeah, exactly. Well, my bucket list is I want to have the bookshelves with the ladder on the top, yes. you know, the rolling ladder. Yeah. I really want a rolling ladder library. That's what I want. Uh, well, I personally think that in heaven, in our mansion, we'll get that. Uh, yes, we'll totally. And there books. will be no books out of print in heaven. <laughs> absolutely true uh so no one good books anyway yeah no yeah there's a lot of bad ones out there i have to i have to admit that um so one final question for you a little bit of fun um so if you could go back in time and share one piece of advice with your 18 year old self what would it be hmm. my 18 year old self I would have to say, um, I grew up in a really big Catholic family in, um, and it, when I was growing up, the schools I went to, they were nominally Catholic schools, but I didn't know any other practicing Catholics. I, I didn't know any other families that said the rosary every day or that had as many children in their family as my parents had and my aunts and uncles had until I went to college. And I would like to tell my 18 year old self, just wait just wait, it's going to get so much better <laughs> that you're not alone in the world and you're not related to everyone in the world who's Catholic. There are other people out there. Uh, beautiful advice, regardless of uh, the reasoning, because I think we do tend to fall into that of I'm alone. No one else understands me. No one else gets me. And right. it just, we haven't run into them yet. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, beautiful advice. That's for sure. Well, Jessica, it has been such a pleasure getting to oh, know you. you and, uh, and I want to make sure let's remind everybody where they can go in order to be able to uh, sign up for their own subscription, uh, be it as a Christmas gift or birthday gift, whenever during the year is always a good time to, to have a gift like this. So where can they go? Catholic.store. It's right on the front page, lion and lamb. Um, so if you just go to catholic.store, it's, uh, there's no .com at the end of it. That is the whole name, catholic.store, and just look for the Lion and Lamb subscription box. That will help you. And Christina, thank you. Um, so my number one favorite thing is shopping for books, and my number two thing is talking about books. So this is <laughs> wonderful. So much fun for me to be here. 
Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on, on the show and, uh, and everyone out there know of our continued prayers that you may continue to find good books that will help you be able to do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless everybody. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from the conversation that Jessica and I had today? Well, one of the first ones, of course, is encouraging you to go and sign up for whatever the age appropriate level is for your child, your children. Go and sign up. Uh, number one, it's getting you some phenomenal content, some great conversation starters in the midst of your family life. You know that you can count on uh, you know, Jessica and Catholic Ventures to be only sending great stuff your way. Um, but one of the other biggest things is, and this is the second resolution, if you haven't read with your children, do that today. Could be the simplest of a Christmas story, because uh, I'm releasing this just before Christmas, or it could be whatever it is that was your favorite story, and your kids might groan and really resist but read, share a story with your children. So that's resolution number two. And the third is, if you haven't read in a while, go and find a good book and give that gift to yourself. So that's your three re recommendations, your three resolution suggestions. Go and subscribe, read to your children, and go and find a good book and read and give that gift to yourself. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.